Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hey, Tom, happy Friday. Happy Friday I was slightly off there. I was slightly off. You were off? I didn't even notice. Okay. It felt like it was a half second late. Uh, well, I think you've been early, the, earlier in the week, so that's okay. It balances out. I like it, it all works out. There is no doubt about that. So good morning, Bob. Good morning, everyone who is joining us on today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast where we provide that one thing your antidote for the day around the topic that we are going to discuss. This week, we have been discussing... It's go time! It's go time. I wondered if you were going to be ready for that. And... <laughs> Wise we, man. <laughs> and like we do every Friday, we're going to share our discoveries of the week. So we'll be back to that in just a moment. Before we get there, though, we <clears throat> always start our show off every week, every day, with our celebrations. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating my incredibly um, uh, amazing gift of being able to type really fast. I was sending messages back and forth with someone over my computer last night. And at one point, the person said to me, are you like doing dictation or are you typing? I was like, I'm typing. And this person said, that's not possible. Because they would respond with like a paragraph, maybe six lines. And I would respond with like six paragraphs in the same amount of time. And the person said, wow, you, you must have done really well in typing class in high school or college. Funny thing is, junior year of high school, I got a D in typing. I was told I would never be able to type. And I have typed millions upon millions of words for all kinds of things. It's just one, it's one of those gifts that I know I have, but I forget about it. And last night when that person said it to me, it was like, oh yeah, I've got that. That's, Do you have any, any gifts like that where you just forget that you have them until they, someone points it out to you? Like it just becomes part of who you are. Yeah, I don't know. I think I we all do, right? We, oh, I'm sure we do. Cause we don't think, because we don't think about it. It just right. is one of those things that we have. It's funny that you talk about typing class that way. So I took typing spring of my junior year as well. And that year we had like a two week spring break. And so, you know, I was flying along doing whatever, maybe 20 words a minute or whatever the, I don't even know, 16 words a minute. Knew where the keys were, everything. Came back from two weeks, had no clue. <laughs> Muscle memory gone, right? <laughs> Muscle memory completely shot. The A semi A space was tough. DKD space tough, right? Uh, yeah, Look at that. I can still remember the sequence. Just didn't uh, didn't have it at that point. And now I'm a decent typer, I think. You know, again, like you, I type a lot, so yeah. I find it not that hard to do. Although I uh, I do find myself backspacing enough that uh, that I need to make corrections. So. Do you look at the keyboard when you type typically or no? No, which is when I get frustrated when I'm trying to find like when I'm like, okay, I know O is here. I don't want to look down, but I know O is here. Yes. And I keep hitting 
I, U, P, whatever it I, might be. I have that problem as well. Yes. Uh, typing. That's a memory I thought I had completely lost. <laughs> Sorry about that. And what are you celebrating today, Tom? Not typing, apparently. <laughs> Not typing. Although I will share, it's fascinating. So imagine this. So our typing teacher was um, the wife of my basketball coach, who I really loved. And amazingly, she is still alive. She, I, I, I think, I don't know if she's over 100 or not. But she, now here's the fascinating thought. So my parents grew up in the same town. So my father had her husband as a basketball coach as well. And my parents both had her as a teacher. So imagine that she was a teacher when my parents were alive, oh. taught me and my sisters. And she's still alive today. It's amazing. I. I can't even imagine. I, I, I should know how old she is because she's on Facebook. How about that? So anyhow, that's not what I am celebrating. Um, although, okay. Good story, though. It was interesting. You know, just I started thinking about that. I'm like, did, did your basketball and his coach also run the um, grocery store or the saddlery or something? You know, the no, he was, a no. he was a gym teacher, basketball coach. OK. All right. No All doubt. Right. Didn't know if it was so small town that people had like 10 roles. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think about that, but it's, yes, there were many people who had like, you would see people that, yeah. Yeah. You so what are you celebrating? So I am celebrating that later today, my lovely wife and I are driving to Buffalo. I think I shared this, maybe not, that my daughter got me two tickets to the Bills oh, yeah, final yeah. home game. I don't know if I showed it on, shared it on air or we discussed it. We uh, talked, I think we talked about it on here. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, that's what a great gift for you. Tom, a yes. lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. Is the yeah. game tomorrow or is it no, Sunday? No, it's Sunday. But we're okay. going to go up and spend the weekend in Buffalo. And maybe we'll pop by Niagara Falls. And You got to. You know, the only downside, although it's Buffalo, so what can you expect? That it's going to be cold and it's snowing up there now, and which is part of the. It's Buffalo um, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Correct. So that's what I'm celebrating. Awesome. So now that we have done that, what is the nation celebrating? It is National Bobblehead Day. Really? Yes. Yes. I would love a bobblehead of you and a bobblehead of me. That would be that would be like on the list of things to accomplish. The question would be of all of the the things that you do in this show. What would your bobblehead do? If it, you mean like if you pressed a button, it said something? Yeah. Or it did, like, does it do this? Does it do LinkedIn Live? Does it, it's go time? What, what does it, what it do? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like the idea of a bobblehead. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, interesting. There's got to be a way to do that. Oh, you can custom bobbleheads. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it for you. It can hmm. be done. Okay. Interesting. Fascinating. Yes, yes. So there you have it. And and I remember a time, I don't know when bobbleheads first came about, but I remember before they were like real. Like you just, you know, when we were kids, there weren't bobbleheads. No. I mean, I feel like it was like when we were in high school and they baseball teams or football teams would have bobbleheads or 
something like that. I didn't look up. I should look up right now how far back bobbleheads go. I want to say late late 70s, early 80s. Could you guess? I don't know. I'm not sure that's the antidote people are looking for today, though. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they are. I guess it depends on how quickly you can look it up. Apparently, there is not a Wikipedia page for bobbleheads. Who knew? Then how can there be a national day? Come on. Can the you start a lobby is really aggressively um, managing things. Uh, here Can it is. Um, a bobblehead, also known commonly silly names as nodder wobbler or wacky wobbler, is a type of small collectible action figure. No kidding. I'm trying to come on. Tell us how far the back they go. History. Uh, there was a reference to a bobblehead in 1842. The short story, mm -hmm. The Overcoat by Google. And not Google. Google. No, not Google. No. And then in the 1960s, Major League Baseball produced a series of paper mache bobbleheads of Roberto Clemente, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, and Willie Mays. Wow. In the 60s. The next increase in popularity was the late 1990s. So interestingly enough, if there were around in the 60s when Willie Mays and those guys were all playing, it would have been before you were born. So you truly don't remember a time when they were not available. Fascinating. Fair enough. It's always good when I learn a lesson during our program. I don't know it's a lesson. That's just a just a thought. You learn something new that you didn't More know. More information. That's it. Maybe yeah. it's my discovery of the week. <laughs> it could be. Possibly. Possibly could be. I don't know. We have to think about that, but we might as well dive into that now that we are, we've gotten to that part of the subject. So this week we've been having our discussion around it's go time. And it was interesting. I posted that on uh, LinkedIn yesterday, or I was talking about that as a topic and someone from Ireland didn't recognize that saying. So I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, It'd be wow. interesting to, to know where that saying came from. I don't think you made it up. I think it's, it's been out there, so it was interesting that she had not ever heard of it, which is okay. Good to know. So we've been, so she learned something. See, we had a value that someone took advantage of. So we talked. Now we're about, international. <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, so we've been talking all week about it's go time, and we, you know, yesterday we talked about false starts. We talked about taking every step. We talked about taking action. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot that we have <coughs> discussed around it's go time, which I think there were some, I thought there were some really cool things. Um, you know, one of the things I thought was cool is yesterday when we talked about false starts that we literally came up with sort of three different concepts around a false start. And Do you remember what they were? Well, one was definitely, um, you talked about your book and that that was a false start is that you actually did something uh, and didn't really do all the things you wanted to do. Right. Or could have. Or could have done. Yeah. Uh, one was, hmm, I had one and then you had another one and I'm not really remembering it. Mine was around that it's not really false. It's just a start. Right. And that you learn from it, you know, that when you take the adjective out of there, that it's changes a little bit about the information because there are there are other starts that aren't as quick 
if you're talking about a race and yet not that effective it might as well have false started because it might well consider it a false start because it it left you so far behind that you could never catch up especially in the sprint and I then you had another one and i can't the third remember one was around the idea of um you know listening to early feedback need your uh, reaction like yeah. i think i gave the story of starting a website and people complaining because it's not right and pulling the wanting to pull the website down on the first day because someone said they couldn't find the button that was always in the upper left hand corner sure and, yeah. and i it's funny that's what i really took away from the week was when we started to talk about the three areas where you could have false starts I thought we really crystallized that. For me, it re I could really find situations in my life where all three of those had happened. And it was like, oh, yeah, I wow, I didn't give that a chance. Like yesterday, I was thinking about something that I did a couple of years ago. I didn't see it through. I gave it enough time, and then I got scared that it was actually starting to work. And I pulled back there, which may even be a fourth one. You know, we become afraid of our success. Sure. Right. What, what What? if this really works well, Tom? What if we get this program out there and people really respond to it? We've got to do this. And there's a million people listening every day and watching. Oh, my God, that's going to really change everything. And I think that's the fourth one that, as I think about this morning, a false start can be caused by the fear of success. And I think so often sure. we think it's the fear of failure, but I don't think that's it at all. I think it's yeah. really like, what if it? What if it actually happens the way I want it to? I think there's a little bit of both. I, you know, I think that there are definitely people who I think <clears throat> I think the first instance is more the people who are the fear of calling it failure is they do so much preparation that, that they can't get going. And so, yeah, they kind of put it out there, but they really don't. You know, they kind of put it out to a point where, you know, I think it would be like your book. And I don't think that was about fear of failure. It was more of just we didn't take every step, which was another part that we talked about. You know, there are lots of steps we could have taken. We took some. And we hadn't done that before together. Correct. So that and, was it's a learning yeah. tool. Right. Right. No. Well, I think it was really a great week. I, I encourage people to go back and watch those uh, episodes or listen on the podcast. What they would be episodes... Uh, they would be episodes for 87, 86, 85, and 84. Okay. Really, I, I went back and listened to the second day, the Tuesday one, and it was really, there was a lot of thought-provoking stuff and I think a lot of real hints for how to overcome these things. And these are common business problems. This false sure. start thing is not like one and done. And you can find companies, huge companies that spend a lot of money on marketing a lot of money on research and development, and they still have false starts. Best example is New Coke, you know, many years ago. Yes. Huge failure. They, they had everything going for them, and it was a huge failure. However, they did learn from it, and that led them to Diet Coke. Well, I think, it, it, right. So in re some regards, and you could probably argue that Diet Coke has been wildly successful. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. More successful than New Coke was, quote unquote, a failure, I would I would argue. I would agree. And so yeah. I think that it's interesting that everyone talks about that. And yet, if you're inside of Coke, you're like, glad we cut that short and changed to Diet Coke. And look at the success we've had.
based on that. Yes. So I think that like anything, there are ways to learn to look at it and not judge, be stressed about what the actual results were in the moment. I agree. So I as we look back lesson on, for the week, that's your lesson for the week. Yeah, I think that's the lesson for the week. Okay. Here's mine. I got okay. thinking about this, and it came up as we were talking through it. Is that when I when I first thought about it's go time. It's go time. Yes. Come on. It was the immediate start. Mm-hmm. And just like when we talked and we used the reference or the, the image of uh, a sprinter getting down and getting ready. And that, that really we, in some regards, we're talking about, or maybe I was thinking about, it's go time is when the starter's gun goes off. And yet... The more I think about it, there are so many more things that are incorporated into its go time than just the moment that the gun goes off. And that in reality, it's go time is almost for a sprinter, everything that happens all the way down the track until they hit the finish line. And when I started thinking about how did that relate to business, I think there there's there's a lot of truth in that is that, for example, if you go in and have a hard conversation with your team, let's take, for example, you've decided that, you know what, everybody's going to come back into the office. We're not going to have any hybrid options. Nobody can work from home. This is just the, what we have decided. And, and in some ways you might think it's go time is launching into that discussion. In addition to that is all the things that go on as people go back and process that and then come back to you with feedback and it's go time all over again. And so I think you can either look at it as, as all these individual starts or that this is all part of a process until we get to a point where we get some results, modify them and then get more results. You know, cause you're probably in that meeting, you share it and people are like, some people are slamming their hands on the desk. Some people are clapping. The people who always come in and be like, get back to work, you lazy people who at home are doing nothing. Not that I agree that, but that might be somebody's reaction. And so there are some results. And now you're in the process of, okay, you continue the conversation to try to under get people to understand why this was a part of it. Keep modifying and have additional conversations is that it's really all a part of it's go time of sharing this message, launching this product. You know, we're talking about doing a launch for our app that will actually last almost 10 days. And so while the moment we say, oh yeah, you know, is this part of that launch? Could be, maybe not. Right. And the moment we actually put something out. So that's the start of it. And then it will, that go time is the time will continue as we continue to respond share more information and and really it's the opportunity for us to take all the steps that we have put together from the plan that we created and i think that would be my one thing is that it's go time includes all of those things and until you have taken every step that you need to take to complete the race you're still in go time i like that that's great well said truly appreciate that of course. 
So everyone, if you have one thing you'd like to share or your discovery of this week of discussion that Bob and I have or that you've been thinking about, it's go time. It's go time. Sorry. I forgot. That was good. <laughs> we would love to hear it in the comments or see it in the comments. Or you can go to our Ring of Renegades Facebook group and share it there. Because I think that that is, is a place where I think people will, will value, benefit from what you have to share. You may not know it. They may not respond. And they will take it and it will impact what's real for them as they try to find their own unique pathway to success. So any last words for the week, Bob, before we sign off? Be safe. Wow. Nothing to share. It's interesting. Nah, just, you know, mellow today. It's Friday. Okay. It's Friday. That's fair. Got a little snow on the ground. It's sunny now. You know, nice. go out and embrace the renegading you. Absolutely. Have a great day, everyone. And we will see you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group, or we'll see you Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of Today's Antidote. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.